On today's episode, we are going to take a look at a fintech stock, which is actually backed up by Berkshire Hathaways. And as we all know, Warren Buffett is the CEO there. This is actually a crazy growth stock. We're going to see in a few minutes that this is a stock that is expected to beat both the industry and the market in revenue growth and earnings per share growth for the next three to five years. We're also going to see how Berkshire owns about 5% of the business. And to me, owning that much is is actually a huge amount. So it kind of gives a bullish sentiment towards the business. So on today's episode, we are actually going to take a a pretty close look at what they do. We're going to take a look at their future expectation growth. We're going to take a look at their past growth and any recent articles or any recent movements that this stock has done. The company is called Stone and the ticker is being able to being purchased under the Nasdaq as ticker STNE. So let's get started. If you are new to my channel, if you are a long-term investor, if you like learning about growth stocks, make sure to hit that subscribe button. To all my returning viewers, I appreciate the support and like always, make sure to hit that thumbs up. It helps the channel out so much and I truly, truly appreciate it. If you guys ever want to get in contact with me, make sure to post on the comments. I'm very active there, but I also do have a Twitter, which I'm very active, and I have a Discord channel, which is free to all members. Like I said, uh, this is a free channel. I am not charging anybody anything, but at the end of the day, I am not a professional, and all the information that I share here are, are pretty much my opinions and should not be taken as advice. Finally, you can check out my website, josenahara.com. I am starting a weekly newsletter and I am starting written blog posts as well. So if you guys want to have another way to, to just pretty much read my information, feel free to check out the website. Tomorrow is actually Monday matches and Monday matches is where I put two companies against each other. And after doing, after researching this business, I want to see maybe do you guys want to see Square versus Stone? Make sure to let me know in the comments. If not, feel free to let me know any other two companies you guys want to see go against each other. All right, so the first thing I want to take a look at is price performance. And remember, this is the company called Stone Co. Um, and remember, the company is called Stone, ticker STNE for all my podcast listeners. And right now, this actually has a market cap of about $11 billion. Their headquarters is in Brazil, and we're going to see this is a fintech stock um, because it does stuff like e-commerce, e-payments, and other things that help um, help small businesses to small uh, to medium businesses in that platform and, and that matter um, to me the closest business I can compare it to would actually be Square so if you understand what Square does um, this is pretty much what Stone Stone does so if you guys want to kind of already get a gist of what they do just picture a Square in Brazil um, so first, and in today's episode, we're going to also talk about why they there is the potential of that market there in Brazil and why there is potential growth. Um, so like I mentioned, this right now has an 11 billion market cap, and I want to take a look at it in price performance um, from February 20th. And that's pretty much when the market started tanking. When the market started tanking, this actually lost almost 60% of the value. But right now, it's actually only sitting at 9% down from its its stock price in February 20th. It's currently sitting at about $40. And we all know one of the biggest risks I want to talk about right now is we all know Brazil is one of those countries that is actually being hit pretty hard with the COVID-19. So we can understand why there was such a big drop of over 60%. And I do believe Square saw similar results. 
But now it's to see how well they move from that and how well they try, they, what kind of innovations they do to, to try to move their, their business into a way that can actually succeed with the current pandemic. So like I mentioned, right now, Berkshire owns a nice portion of this business. And this here we can see all of the, all of the businesses that Berkshire owns. And STNE is actually one that Berkshire purchased in quarter four of 2018, so about a year and a half ago. And right now, STNE, they own about 5% of the total business. But remember, STNE only has about 11 billion market cap. So for the overall portfolio of Berkshire Hathaways, it's actually only about 0.23% of their portfolio. But remember, that's Berkshire Hathaways is a business that has over $180 billion in cash and their and their overall portfolio is almost similar size. So so for them to have purchased 5% of the business, I do believe it is a very bullish sentiment. And just because Berkshire Hathaways owns it does not mean that it was Warren Buffett that purchased it. I do believe it was one of their portfolio managers. But remember, when purchasing something as 5% of a business, I mean, I wouldn't bet against that it has to go against the top dog himself. But remember, these are also people that are being trained under him and to follow his type, um, his type of ways. So even though it might have not been a Warren Buffett purchase, just because it is under that Berkshire Hathaways and under that team, I do believe it has a strong sentiment of the business. Okay, so now let's take a look at what Stone does. And the best place to actually understand what any business does is pretty much to just go to their website. So even though there is a Brazilian, a Brazil, this is a Brazilian company and they're independent businesses, we're going to see they have independent solutions and platforms. Those are all in in Portuguese. You can actually go and obviously thanks to Google and do translate. But their main website, which kind of gives you an overview of what they do, is actually in English. So feel free to check it out. But right now, they pretty much have five solutions, um, and they all kind of integrate one way with, the, with each other. The first is called Stone, and Stone is pretty much your uh, point-of-sale point solution. So this pretty much gives us, if, let's say if you want to start a restaurant, if you want to start some form of small to medium business, you need to have ways to track your inventory, to, have pay, um, to be able to track um, taxes, to be able to track everything from everything that your business needs to track financially from accepting payments to to sending bills and receipts that's what stone does it's your 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 point of sale solution then they have the second solution they offer is called pagarme which in i'm i'm not fluent in portuguese at all but to me it means it means pay me and this is pretty much uh, a pay service provider that helps mobile businesses owners to accept online cards quickly, providing an all-in-one experience to the customer. So it, it seems to be also like uh, if you want to think about it for PayPal extension, that's how Pagamer um, seems like. Next, we have Mondipag. And this is if let's say you want to start if you want to start an online business, you need to have a website, you need to be able to track inventory, you need to be able to attract your analytics. This is pretty much your your all-in-one feature. It's a full-feature e-commerce gateway that has one integration and connects to e-commerce websites. So like again, if you want to do e-commerce sales, this is the app solution you want to choose. 
Then they have something that's called Equals. So Equals is pretty much a smart financial management. If you are a business and you want to see a visibility of your sales receivables and more understanding uh, of your overall financial management, that's the business. That's the solution you need. And then they actually have another one called Capta. This one actually confused me because this is also seems like another point of sale solution, very similar to the main stone. So maybe if you guys actually, uh, and I actually took a look at both their websites and did the translation um, to English with the amazing power of Google. And they both pretty much seem to share the same type of, of solutions. But I do believe now that I think about it, it does seem like Capta is probably meant for bigger clients where Stone is meant for those small base clients, small to medium business, where over here they say they work with various brands. So to me, this this means like I, I would I would say I would say that this means more to to bigger businesses compared to the one Stone is meant for. So now that we understand what Stone does, and I, I think that's pretty much a quick overview and, and it really gives an understanding of what they do. Let's try to take a look at the, what a future growth Stone is expected to see. So like I mentioned earlier in, these, in the episode, Stone is a company that's actually expected to beat the industry and the market in both revenue growth and earnings growth for the next three or five years. So here we have some analyst um, estimates for Stone in revenue growth. This business is expected to grow 27.6% on average annually for the next three to five years when the industry is only expected to grow 11.7 and the market is only expected to grow 9.4%. So this is actually a strong growth company is expected to grow revenue at a double pace than what the actual industry is expected to grow and almost triple of what the market is expected to grow. Now, if we take a look at earnings growth, Stone is actually expected to grow about 29% annually for the next three to five years, where the industry is only expected to grow 24.5 and the market is expected to grow 23%. So we can see this business is expected to both beat the industry and the market for the next three to five years. And that's actually pretty strong. Uh, and later on, we're gonna, in, a, in a few seconds, we're gonna see why this growth is expected and why it actually might be even higher. Next, I want to take uh, I took a look at this article from the full. It's called Stone Co Disrupting Status Quo Economy in Brazil. And uh here I did take a pretty cool pretty cool part from this article and it kind of shows why there's such huge momentum or such huge growth expectation for a company like Stone Co in, in Brazil. And these are the main reasons why a lot of people see huge growth in, in Brazil for Stone. First, one, cash transactions still make up nearly half of the country's overall transactions. And the second is that e-commerce still make up less than 5% of the total retail sales. So pretty much in simple terms, in simple terms, this is has such a huge market that it can continue to grow. It's not like the market is oversaturated right now, so it, it's not it's not that they have to fight other businesses for it right now. Right now, they just have to change the overall the overall mindset. I want to say of the people in Brazil to hey start. Maybe it might be easier to do e-commerce shopping. Hey, it might be easier to do um, to do online transactions or payment e-payment transactions opposed to having ca always carrying cash 
But one thing, another risk here, I mentioned that the first risk was because of COVID-19 being hit very hard down there that can it kind of affect this business. But as we saw, they do have more of e-commerce type solutions as well, which might actually do good during this pan pandemic. But the other thing I want to mention is companies like Brazil, um, and I, they mentioned it in this article as well, do not have a strong, right now, a strong, I want to say, um, FedEx or UPS or US, UPS, yeah, UPS, some form of shipping business down there. So that's one of the main reasons that e-commerce sales right now are, e-commerce sales are pretty low compared to the total retail sales because there's, there's no real system at the moment. And Stone Cold has mentioned that they kind of, in theory, they kind of want to be, uh, this is weird to say, but they kind of want to be the Amazon, where first they started off with a point of sale solutions uh, of what they're of the products they're doing. Then they did the type of payments. Then they're doing the e-commerce, and eventually the last step they want to keep working down on is eventually close that wheel and be a full turning system where hey, you can you can do everything from payments to start a business to delivery to shipping in stone Cold. and even though that's something they are not looking to do right now they do say the future for stone is that we'll be completed and like that i think is a very strong message and a very strong a very strong roadway for a business to have so now that we understand why there's this huge growth potential in brazil i actually want to take a quick look at their most recent earnings and i want to show you guys what some what some they've actually done some few acquisitions in these recent in this past quarter to actually improve that wheel growth so in their most recent earnings, which I think they presented in May, let me take a quick look real quick for you guys. Um, here, their most recent earnings, which was on, on May 26, so not even two months ago, this company reported revenue growth of 33.8% year over year. And this would have actually been a lot higher, but due to the whole COVID-19 Brazil being shut down for some time, it obviously affected that. Um, so still seeing the 33.8 year-to-year growth during the whole pandemic it is a pretty, pretty strong show of how much growth this company has. So now let's take a look at what I was talking about, recent acquisitions. So they recently did new investments. They did purchase, and again, with that similar style of helping businesses and creating solutions for them, the first thing they did is, actually, they, I don't know in what order they did, but one of them did is they purchased this platform called MLabs. And MLabs is pretty much this social media software platform that is meant for small businesses in Brazil. And you pretty much have all your all your social platforms in here. So it helps you as a small business be able to track everything from your Facebook to your Twitter to your Instagram to your Pinterest to your LinkedIn to make sure everything's up to date to be able to adjust everything through one platform uh, to help that growth in small businesses. So again, it, it's a solution that small businesses will need to grab that attention from others. The other one, the next one I want to talk about is called Delivery Much. And this is one of the pioneer businesses of food deliveries in Brazil. The best way to talk about it is Uber Eats, right? If you think Uber Eats, this is what Delivery Much is. And again, they mentioned this is one of the pioneers in the business for food delivery in Brazil, which I think is a great move. And this has actually seen 145% year-over-year growth in GMV, and it has increased to about 230-plus cities in Brazil. 
Then the other, the previous one I talked about, N Labs, it had increased 99% growth year over year in numbers of social media profiles as of April 20th. And the final one that they bought was called Vita. And this is pretty much a pioneer of a 24 seven telemedicine model in Brazil. So if you want to talk, think about Teladoc, this is another business that they, they, they worked with. And you might be like, how does that actually work with their overall wheel platform? But remember, they have point of solutions for all types of business. They have e-commerce. So this is allows that for the medical field. So I do believe it continues with the, it continues with that wheel improvement for, for, for the way they want to move. They also talked about new features that were previously launched this quarter. For example, payment link. They've also doing QR code payment to help with that, uh, contactless payment uh, and especially like i said in brazil a place that's being hit pretty hard something like this would actually help a lot they've also increased their virtual shops their e-commerce platforms and then i want to show you guys how how their how their business is actually growing first again this is all information provided through us for through their earnings report first active clients year over year active clients have increased 72 percent Total payment volume has increased 42% and total revenue has increased 34% compared to same time last year. For total payment value and total revenue and income, that actually saw a decrease quarter over quarter. But remember, there was a shutdown happening. So there was a, mom, a moment of pause. So that is expected. I, I do believe that was more due to COVID-19 than due to the overall business solutions that this company has. All right. So now this, I, I'm hoping you guys are enjoying the episode. Let me know what your current thoughts are of Stone, of Stone Co. Is this a company that you actually know knew about before? And remember, if you are new to the channel, make sure to hit that subscribe button and hit that thumbs up. It helps the small channel out so much. And I truly, truly appreciate it. So next, I just want to take a look at historical revenue growth. In 2019, they actually grew revenue 28, uh, 58% year over year. In 2018, they grew 75% year over year. And in 2017, they grew 71% year over year. So we can see not only has this business in the past grown strong revenues, but it is expected to continue that strong revenue growth. Next, I wanted to take a look at their margins. And here we're taking a look at two things, their profit margins and their gross margins. Remember, this is a growth stock. So normally in growth stocks, they are they usually have very low profit margins. They're either not breaking even or if they are breaking even there, if they are making some form of money, it's pretty low. But I am liking this in 2019, their profit margins were actually 31.2%. And that's actually, that's pretty high, uh, in my opinion, for gross stocks. Their gross margins are as high as 83.4%. And if we take a look at their profit margins, they have increased, they have increased for the past five years, I want to say. Yes, for the past five years, it keeps getting better. So even right now, I want to say even right now, if, if they stay at 31.2% for 2019, that to me is actually pretty strong. And if they continue with that revenue growth, the amount of money they're going to be bringing in is pretty amazing. All right. So now it can't be all good, right? For, for the business, there has to be something bad about it because if not, everybody would be investing in it. So to me, this was the main thing I found. And as revenue is increasing for this business, their net cash flow from operations is actually going the opposite direction. And in theory, you actually want that to, to be the opposite. As revenue continues to go up, you want your net cash flow from operations to continue to go up. 
So this to me tells me is that they're not making money from their everyday activities at the moment. And why is that, right? We have to understand more why that's happening. So I actually want to take a look at their 10Q report. I haven't done that. So give me a quick second to, to take a look at that. So I'm taking a look now at their most recent statement of cash flows. And we can see this quarter was actually the first, one of the first quarters that they were actually able to do a positive state um, operating, a positive cash by operating activities. And that to me is actually very bullish. They do mention that because of the form uh, of type of business that they do, which does with financing, it does have, they have to do some form of adjustment, more of an adjustment type cash flow cash flow to actually show the the true the true value uh, of how their cash flow from operations is doing and same time last year for example they they have it here cash flow from operations even though in the international system it, it showed as negative it they did adjust it to to what they believe their actual business is doing it was actually positive but as an as as a, away from that we have these international laws for a reason so to me that's if i was investing in it right now that would be one of my major points to really keep an eye out um but to see that this first quarter was actually a proven positive or on um, positive cash flow from operating activities even using the international financial accounting rules um, and they still showed positive. I think that's actually a good step forward. But again, just something I wanted to mention to you guys. So now that's pretty much it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We did look at a lot of information. And now I've got to think about what I want to do with this business. And am I going to invest in them? Right now, my thoughts are if you guys have looked at my previous portfolio, my previous episode where I talked about my growth portfolio, I invest, I pretty much, even though I have over 47 companies, I pretty much just invest in seven sectors. E-payment and e-commerce are one part of that sector, which Stone would provide in. Now I have to actually go back and see if that sector needs to needs to be added on. I think for that sector, I only want that sector to be about 10% of my portfolio. Uh, so right now I have to go back and look at my numbers and see, hey, are, am I meeting my my expected numbers right now in in that form of sector if i need to increase my position stone is one i would actually enter and again like i said i have about 47 to 48 businesses so for me that would probably be only like a one to two percent um, jump in a position so it's not something that i'm going to invest seven to eight percent of my total portfolio at the moment and this is just how i'm gonna run it right i, I do like the, i i like a lot the market they're in i understand the risk right it, it's it's i do believe especially brazil is in early stages but if i wanted to get more international position in my portfolio stone would actually be one like i said i'm, I'm big in their e-commerce i'm big in the e-payments they are seeming they do seem to be investing in businesses that that will help them grow their circle that they were talking about their wheel that they're talking about so it does seem like a very uh, to me it seems like a, not, a a great business one that i am willing to invest in if i need to add position into my e-payments and my e-commerce sales so let me know what are your thoughts what are you guys gonna do are you guys happy you guys saw this episode did you guys learn anything um again there are there are a lot of great things with this business but there also are a lot of not a lot there's also some risk that comes with it so let me know what your thoughts are on stone make sure to let me know in the comments take care guys have a good night and see you next time <music>